Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm excited that you joined us for this episode today for Sunday, the 20th of June, 2021. Well, I mentioned in our episode last week that we had finished our series for What's Next, where we were talking about Bible prophecy and things that are yet to come in this world. And I did a freestanding episode last week, just a standalone message. But today, I'm going to tell you that I'm still pondering what I think we should do as we consider the next series we'll get into, probably a study of a book of the New Testament. But I'm not settled on that yet. Maybe by next week I'll know. But today we're going to tell my story. You're going to hear my story on this episode today in the episode entitled, That's My Story and I'm Sticking to It. So let's get right into it and let's begin to learn what my story is. And I know you have a story as well. I don't want you to be thinking of what's my story, you know, for you. Well, as I mentioned, that's my story and I'm sticking to it is what we're going to look at today. I want to share with you as we begin this, My Life Without Christ. By the way, that's the title of a great book by William Murray. You ought to look that book up. You will be stunned when you read it and find out how the son of the famed atheist, Madeline Murray O'Hare, actually came to Christ himself and began preaching Christ. It's a great, great story. My life without Christ. Well, I want to use that title to tell you what my life was like without Christ. Now, here's something very important for you to know. Before I came to have a true faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I nevertheless was raised in a home that went to church. My mother took me to church from my earliest memories, and I remember Sunday school as a child and other worship events and other things that uh, the two churches that I can remember as a child. And I can even remember going to vacation Bible school at the Protestant Chapel on Fort Benning in the very early 60s. So I grew up in and around church. So you could say that I was religious. I had even made a uh, what Baptists call a decision for Christ when I was probably about eight or nine years old. And I remember it clearly. It was on a Mother's Day. And I remember clearly thinking this will make my mom happy. So I did what, what we call went forward. Many of you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I was baptized after that. I'd spoken with my mom, with the pastor, and then I was scheduled for baptism. I was baptized and I became a member of that church that I grew up in. That was my life without Christ. I was involved in all of the youth activities and then I'm going to get into an area here that I need to explain. I'm going to divide up what I'm going to tell you about my life from this point forward to what I call pre-Germany, in Germany, and post-Germany, so that this makes sense for you. 
pre-Germany, I've kind of described already, but it, when I got up to the uh, age of junior high, I was involved in all the things that most uh, junior hires and, and uh, high schoolers in our church enjoyed, uh, various activities, but especially youth choir, where we sang on Sunday nights. I mean, I was definitely involved in my church. All of my, uh, well, I actually had two sets of friends. I had the friends that lived on the street where I grew up, and I had the friends in church. So I was equally at home with either group, by the way. <laughs> so that was pre-Germany. Now, my father was a soldier, active duty soldier in the United States Army, and he got orders for Germany. Dun, dun, dun! You know, and this is where my life took a drastic turn because I was ripped away from the area where I'd grown up in outside Fort Benning. I was ripped away from my church friends. I was ripped away from everything that I knew that was, that was known to me, like known civilized life. And I was going to this place called Germany. And I had lived there before when my father was stationed there at one point in the 19, uh, late 1950s. But now we were going again, and this was around, um, I think we left in about February 1970. I mean, that's, that's exactly when we left. So, wow, what a change. So we get to Germany, so that's pre-Germany. Now I'm in Germany. And even though my mother tried to take us to Protestant chapels, uh, uh, one in particular, and then another one. And we also attended what were called, um, a few times, what was called a an American serviceman's church. So it's a church that, that uh, believers in Christ started uh, what we call on the economy. That is, they rented a church at a time that a German church was not using their facility and we had Sunday school and church, but I mean, just nothing was just the same. You get what I'm saying? It wasn't like the church I'd grown up in. And looking back, I didn't think this then, but looking back, being taken out of what I was familiar with and getting into Germany, where eventually we all pretty much dropped out of church, all right? You, you get the picture? And it didn't really matter to me. I mean, I didn't read my Bible. I didn't pray. I didn't really want to go to church. And Sunday just became another day. Now, you got to understand, growing up like I did, this was a radical departure from what I had known previously. But it didn't really matter to me. Now, listen, this is important. There was never a point at which I doubted that God existed. I never doubted that. I always knew that. It just didn't have any relevance to me. It's like I wasn't against God. I just wasn't really into God. I guess he was there for emergencies, but you know, whatever. That's kind of how I was. Well, eventually my father was um, uh, retired from the army and we moved back to that same area outside Fort Benning. So now we go from pre-Germany in Germany to post-Germany. Well, when I went back home, and all my friends were still in the same old church I had left, and most of us went to the same school now, same uh, uh, high school, that kind of thing. I didn't go back to church, and it didn't bother me. And I think my mom went some, and maybe a lot, actually, but 
but I didn't go much. And if I did go, it was just to the morning service and, you know, okay, I did my thing. I'm out of here. Got to get home and watch a NFL football game. You know, that started to become my life. And just not being in church and not really being around the things of God very much. Like I said, wasn't against it. This wasn't into it. What I just described to you was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Pastor Ed, how can you say that? It's one of the best things that ever happened to me because I began to slowly understand, I think God revealed it to me, that my relationship with him was pretty much centered around my idea of church and my friends at church back before we went to Germany. And now none of that was, you know, it it just didn't work. It didn't click anymore for me. And therefore, there was no real, you know, dynamic within my so-called Christian life. Now, if you'd have asked me, was I a Christian, I probably would have said, yeah, I guess so, right? I wouldn't have argued with you about it. But again, it just wasn't a thing in my life. And maybe many of you were at that same point. But like I said, I never didn't believe in God. I always believed in God, and I knew He existed. It just wasn't, like it wasn't real to me, you know, personally, right? No relevance in my life. Well, let me tell you what happened. It had no relevance until one day my dad said, get a job. (laughs) I needed a job. Where was I going to find a job, right? And so uh, in uh, need, I prayed to the Lord one night. I can kind of remember this doing it. Uh, Lord, I need a job and ask you to give me a job. Well, you know what happened? About, it seems like about two weeks later, maybe even just a week later, my dad told me about a new restaurant that was being built near the farmer's market in our town on 10th Avenue and Victory Drive, just out Fort Benning, outside Fort Benning. It was at the farmer's market. It was called Davis Brothers Cafeteria. And their thing was serving, you know, fresh vegetables that they bought from the farmer's market right there. And it was good. It was a great place. I went in and I interviewed with Mr. Ivy. I got hired and I had a job. This one thing got me thinking. Now, for all of you people who are going to say, hey, God doesn't answer any prayer from a sinner except the prayer for salvation. Now, be careful with our little theological tenets here, all right? I, I know for sure that I asked God for a job and God gave me a job. And that's exactly how I looked at it. And it made me sit up and pay attention. And I started thinking, hmm, I need to learn more about this God, right? I mean, he answered this specific prayer. I mean, I worked at that place, by the way, for about uh, 14 months until I went to another and better job. This opened my heart to think about spiritual things and sin and eternity and where would I go when I died. And by the way, I've mentioned once before in our podcast episode somewhere that when I was a little boy, like about eight or nine, I had a deep fear, a real fear of death, of being dead. This 
This terrified me. It terrorized me. And so God, I think, used all of these things and that answered prayer of giving me a job and a good one that I began to, he began to open my heart. Let's put it like that. Now it gets better. Like I said, my mom's still going to church, right? Well, she had religious books around the house. I don't know where this book came from. I don't know exactly how it got there or how long it had been there. I'm sure she had put it in the house. I'm sure of that, but I never noticed it before. But one day, you know, right after I got the job and I was thinking about things, I saw a book. And it was a book by someone I really respected. It was a book by a very famous gospel evangelist. You might have heard of him, a guy named Billy Graham. And it was a book called Peace with God. And by the way, that would also be a very good book for you to read. Well, for no explainable reason, other than what I've said so far, I picked that book up and I began to read it. Isn't this crazy? And as I was reading that book, Peace with God by Billy Graham, the, he took the reader through the uh, parts of the book of Romans in the Bible. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some of those verses here in a moment. But as I was following what he was reading, as we say now, I was trekking with him. See, I'm hip. That's right. <laughs> reading that book, God was working on my heart. And I began to read things like this. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That meant church member Ed, who didn't really go to church very much. And you know what? That means you, whether you go to church or not. I began to realize that I am a sinner. There's nothing that I can do to fix the fact that I just don't meet God's requirements. It's impossible for me to do that. There's nothing I could possibly do. I was in big trouble, mister, let me tell you. The Lord was working on me. And then I read a verse, this verse, somewhere in that book. Some people call this, by, by the way, the Roman road. Well, I didn't know that. I'd never heard of that, but I was... I was reading it. Here's, here's the next verse that I would have encountered. Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I began to have my eyes opened by God to my hopeless, lost condition. Nothing I could do could fix my sin and my hell problem. I wasn't even trying to do anything to fix that, and even if I had, it wouldn't have worked. You see, I was dead in sin, and I was on my way to an eternal hell without a prayer nor a shred of hope. What was I to do? And God began to speak to my heart, for the wages of sin is death. And that doesn't just mean we die here in this life physically. That's the first death. 
but we know from the rest of the Bible and what the Lord Jesus Christ said himself in the Gospels, in his earthly ministry, it, there is also a second death after the first death that is an eternal death in hell. Did you know Jesus spoke more about hell than anyone else in the Bible? That Jesus spoke warning of hell more than he talked about heaven in the Gospels? Did you know that? You Do you know why? Because everyone born into the world was on their way there because not one of us could do anything on our own to change the fact that when we're sinners, there's a payday someday, and the payday is death, not only physically, but spiritually, eternally, apart from God. But the gift of God, now that's good news, friend, but the gift of God is eternal life. Are you kidding me? I'm earning the wages of sin, which is death, but God has this gift that he wants to give to me called eternal life? How can I have this gift? Well, let's read the verse again. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You won't get it through Islam, through following Muhammad or reading the Quran. You will never get it by being a faithful church member somewhere, religious but lost. You won't get it by doing good works. You won't get it because you're, you know, trying to follow the, I don't know, what is it, the Eightfold Path of Enlightenment of Buddha. There's only one way you can get this eternal life. That's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Wow. God opened my eyes. And then in that same book by Billy Graham, I would have eventually read this, and this is a, probably about where I was reading when something else happened. But let me read these verses. Romans 10, 8 through 13. So you see we're on the Romans road. Romans 3, 23, Romans 6, 23, and now Romans 10, 8 through 13. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Now listen to this last verse. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, let me tell you what happened. And this is my story and I'm sticking to it. I know it's true because I was there. Right about this point in the, the book, Peace with God, 
God had me completely convicted that I was a sinner with no hope on my way to hell. And then God began to tell me in that book that there was one way out and only one way. That was through Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord. Now here's what happened. In the book, Peace with God, at about the point that Billy Graham would have asked the reader, he would have asked me to open my life to the Lord Jesus Christ, confess that I was a sinner and that I needed his forgiveness and that I needed to trust him that what he did on the cross and paying for the sins of the world, including mine, was enough. And it was the only thing that God the Father would accept as payment for sin. He was crucified, dead, and buried, and he rose again the third day, and that if I would trust him and rely only on him and not think that I could get myself to heaven, that he would save me. Well, I was right at that point. Then the doorbell rang, and there was a young college student at the door. Her name was Joy Carr. Joy, if somehow you're listening today, or maybe one of your friends is listening, a family member, and say, that's, that's Joy. Joy did this. What was Joy doing? She was going door to door in our city, working as a college student for the summer, selling Bibles and Bible dictionaries and other books like that to encourage people in their spiritual growth. What a great job. And she asked, was, was my mom home? Well, she wasn't, but she would be back later and, and Joy could come back and show her that. And I told her my mom would probably buy some of, that, some of those items. Joy noticed, I'm so glad Joy was alert to the Lord. She noticed the book, Peace with God, face down on the coffee table. And she said, are you reading that? And I said, yes, I am. Then Joy said, are you a Christian? And I said, no, I'm not. You see how this worked? Because now I knew that. No, I'm not. And she said, would you like to become a Christian? Yes, I would. And Joy had uh, with her something called the Four Spiritual Laws. Some of you may have seen that little booklet. And she shared that with me. And almost like Gomer Pyle says, Shazam! It was a lot of the same verses that were in peace with God were in the Four Spiritual Laws. Man, I was nailed. And I prayed and asked the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sin and save me and give me a new life in him. And I was right there. I was instantly saved. I experienced a new birth spiritually. And let me tell you how I know I got saved. Two very simple, objective, practical measures of I know something happened when I met Christ that day. And here's what happened. The very, the very minute my mother and sister came back from a shopping trip, I excitedly told them that I had just become a Christian. I mean, that was my first witnessing attempt. And oh, by the way, Joy Carr is coming back. 
Well, let me tell you, my mom probably bought almost everything she had, right? <laughs> then the very next Sunday, without anybody making me do it, telling me to do it, or advising me to do it, I was in church, and I made um, a profession of faith, and this time I was really saved. Amen. I was, and then something else happened. As soon as I could get to a Bible, I began to immediately devour to read the New Testament. I read the entire New Testament from the first chapter of Matthew to the last chapter of Revelation in about three weeks. I couldn't, I couldn't read enough. And I began uh, like, a, like a baby wants his mother's milk. I devoured the Word of God, the milk of the Word. And later as I grew in the Lord, I began to be able to, to develop, uh, devour the meat of the Word. Many of you know what I'm talking about. Those were all immediately convincing proofs to me that something happened on that day when I trusted Christ. Let me tell you something else that happened. This is hard to, to prove to you, but I know it happened within me. This verse is also from Romans. Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, the war was over. I was no longer an enemy combatant on the devil's side and his army against God. I was now forgiven and I had peace and nobody could objectively test that, but I'm telling you that changed. And when you truly come to Christ, you will quit fighting God and you will finally have the peace of God because you have, you have accepted God's terms of peace, which is trusting only in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. I did that, and listen, my life changed. I would witness about Christ to anything that moved and some things that didn't. <laughs> there began to be immediately a total spiritual change in my life. Well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, and it can become yours too. If you are struggling with whether or not you are actually really saved, a real Christian, born again, and not just religious, or maybe you know, hey, I know I'm not religious. I, I have not even liked God, but now I want to know more. I want to give you a phone number you can call for help in your Christian growth or to even come to Christ for the very first time. I'm going to read it twice, 877-247-2426, 877-247-2426. You see, once Jesus Christ came into my life, I knew for certain how my eternity would turn out, and you can know that too. And instead of continuing to follow Satan and ending up in an eternal hell, hey, why don't you get off that road and get on the right road 
you can follow Jesus Christ. Come down the Roman road to Jesus and with Jesus. Come over to his side and be welcomed into his family, into the family of God, and look forward to an eternity with God. Maybe you don't want to call that number. Then you can go to chataboutjesus.com. Chataboutjesus.com. Well, I thank you for listening today, and it's my prayer that if you need Christ, you will realize that you are hopelessly lost and turn to Him today. If you are a Christian, I hope this encouraged you at what can do, what God can do in a life that needs Jesus, because He did it in mine. And begin to share with people and see what God does. God bless you for listening. Tell other people about this week in the Word that they can find free at dredhill.podbean.com. And I invite you to follow or subscribe to this podcast. Bye-bye. I'll see you next week with another message from the Word of God.